0: Welcome to River City Media, second ever Sylvania Rounds football show. This is official con- continuation of last week or last month. We're getting closer to the season. We're getting, as we get closer, we'll pick up uh, more broadcasts. But tonight, Howie, we got a little different uh view tonight. We know Coach Van loves his offense, but tonight we brought the defense to the, pa- the podcast. Got Coach Clark joining us. I'm excited
1: about this, Howie. How about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, they're it looks like they're in two locations, but I saw Coach Clark open up that door and talk to him there for a second. So, you know, a little behind the scenes thing going on right there. Well, if I open up the door and talk to
0: you, Howie, we got something going because <laughs> that's across state lines. I'm gonna tell you, I'm loud, but I don't know that lot. Coach Clark, uh well, before we come to you, Coach Clark. Coach fan, I think we got some business we got to take care of. The world's best wife. Oh, coach's yeah. Wife. That's right. Shout Happy out. Happy birthday. Birthday yesterday, right? Yeah. She
2: had a
3: good one. I mean, she had me. I mean, you know, she <laughs> sees me every now No, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, she's, she's a good one. Uh, you, know, you know, it's not easy being a coach's wife, and she does a good job being a coach's wife. So she had a good day, hopefully.
0: It's it's a good thing uh Hannah Van was born in the spring. That way, at least it's not during football season. That makes her even a better coach's wife. Well. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, we wanna do <laughs> I want to be able to take her anywhere during football season, probably. <laughs> coach Clark, welcome to the broadcast. First of all, let's let's bring everybody up a little bit about your background.
2: Uh this I've this is my going into my eighth football season here. Um, the last four I've been defense coordinator. Um uh, Coach baseball the last four years, and now I'm the head softball coach here at Savannah. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Oh, you didn't want to jump in the frying pan going from baseball to softball, did
2: you? <laughs> oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's what I wanted to do. So I'm enjoying well, guys,
0: it. guys, hey, we'll have some players on here next week, but one of the main things I wanted to talk about in this podcast is we've talked a lot to Coach Van about his offense And, Coach Van, I'll I'll put the first question out to to you. What's it? Is it not a relief for you knowing that Coach Clark's got the defense? I I work with some coaches that call both offensive and defense, and it seems like game day is just hectic for them. Right. Yeah. To have somebody you trust to do it's a
3: a good thing. And somebody does a good job with it. So, uh, when, when I first got the job, and it's like I told, Every coach I sit down with, it's not it's not easy. And one day, you know, Coach Clark will be a head football coach. Uh, one day, we'll have a couple guys on our staff have football, that, that will be head football coaches. And, and you want to bring, when you do, you want to have the spots to bring your guys in at the time and, and hire somebody. We didn't have the spots. And, and I'm glad we did now because Coach Clark's a good one. Uh, he does a really good job and I look forward to what he's going to do in the future. But... He does a really good job with the defense, and you have to be able to trust somebody uh, to give him a defense. And, and it didn't take long sitting so no down and talk to him, you know, he, you know, to know he knew what he was talking about. Related well with the kids and, and gets a lot out of his group. So, yeah, it's, it's a big deal to be able to, to give it off to somebody because I don't see how head coaches do it uh, both. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do both. It's
0: it'd be a headache, and, and it's a lot. It's a lot. Coach Clark, when uh, Coach Fan came in, you were sitting there I, I, by the timeline. You were already the defensive coordinator. When you saw his offense and you realized, okay, I'm going to come to this new offense, and I've got to adjust a little bit. What was the first? What was the first thing, scheme wise, you thought would help you? Is it turning the ball over, pressuring the quarterback, just creating more snaps for him on offense?
2: Uh, well. When we first started, I talked about you know that's a lot fast, faster pace than what we're used to. Um, so we talked to the defense about you know we're going to have to get the ball back. We got to get off the field, uh, make the offense snap as least amount of times as possible, trying to get them to punt the ball, try to get the ball back. So in doing that, we went to a uh, more basic defense, uh, trying to make force you to run the ball. Uh, if you couldn't do that, then it was going to be Good for us because now we're going to punt to you're going to punt it back to us, and two plays later, we're going to be back on defense most of the time because such a fast paced offense. It's uh, you want to get your guys off the field as much as possible, but it's okay that they're on the field when we're scoring. So, um, kind of a balance there. We we changed up a little bit of the scheme stuff just to uh, pour, put more emphasis on making sure we stop the run first. Um, and making quarterbacks throw us a ball, trying to get them a little confused back there with our coverages, we mix that up a little bit. So,
0: all right, guys. Uh, Coach, Coach Van and Coach Clark, both. This question's for you. And then Howie, I'll come to you for the next question. When you got a young kid and he's obviously a good athlete, are do you start him on offense, Coach Van, and then move him to defense, or do I mean? Do you look for a position? What's that process like? Since they're laughing, I probably know what the process is like. But we'll, we'll go uh, through it anyway. It's going to happen some offense. And how good is he?
3: Is he going to be a big-time scorer or, or nah? uh, Your Your question's are you a good athlete, young athlete, on the process of deciding which side of the ball he's going to play mostly. Is that yes. Your uh on. Well, you know, as, as you know, in 3A football, you don't have to play both. Uh, we're I think we're to the point now where we're going to be able to limit how many guys play both ways, uh, especially on the back end and skill positions.
1: Um, but we have, like,
3: like for example, we got a young guy coming up. I won't call his name. He's going to be a freshman, really good athlete. Probably going to be more associated with the offense at this point because um, I think that's what will get him on the field right now. And then we have another young guy. Um, Travis Owens is name, really good defensive guy. he hit you. And then that, as they get older, we can start working them into playing more on both sides. But when they're young, we try to specialize them in one area of the, you know, one side of the football. And then that way they can comprehend it, learn it. And then as they get junior, senior, we can move them in. But it's rare that a freshman's going to play both ways. We had a freshman at right. the He is mainly a defensive guy this year. But it's really, we sit down, where is it going to help us the most? Um, where can we take? Because we may have older guys in certain positions on the other side of the ball. That's his position. He'll help us more on defense. Aiden would, and that's where he played. And kind of rotated in the corner. Um, I linebacker. But really, it's just, you know, we sit down and talk about that and, and where he's going to help us the most that year. And then it helps him learn, you know, that side of the football a little bit better before he gets older and, and has to play
0: both ways. Coach Clark, is it easier for a young kid, a freshman or a sophomore to get his first game steps on the de- defensive side of the football? Is it something that aggression can get so far and, and before he goes into that offense?
2: Uh, I would say so. I think uh, defensively what we ask them to do is fly the football, keep your head up, make tackles. I mean, that's that's... Other than lining up, that's what we, that's all we gotta have on defense. So I think, as a freshman, you know they're a little nervous sometimes coming out playing varsity football. Um, I think that that helps them a lot. Keep it simple like that, and they know if I'm lined up right and I'm flying the football, then I'm doing my job. So I do think uh, defensively, a lot of times it's easier as a younger player to get playing time early rather than a than an offensive player.
0: Do you? Is there anyone, and Howie, sorry, I just to another question. I'll come right up to you. Is there ever a time, because I just spent the last football season at uh, County uh, in the box where the quarterback is also the best free safety on the team, probably the best defensive player on the team. Uh, I felt like they started the year trying to say hands off on defense but eventually, as the year wore on, even the quarterback was starting on defense. Is there ever a time that you have a player that you just don't want to put him on defense unless you have an injury or something, Coach Fan?
3: Yeah, that's, that's especially if it's a quarterback and somebody that you always have that dude on offense that you don't want to get hurt on defense. Um, and that's normally in most situations in high school. Is your quarterback. Uh, but we had we had guys, you know, like Brody, he wasn't going to play a lot of defense anyways, and, and that kind of helped us this past year as a quarterback. But this year, uh, there's a chance a quarterback uh, this football season's also been starting a strong safety for a couple of years. So so now it's going to turn into, to, I think he can do both. But uh, there may be situations where he may not play as much on defense until, you know, they cross the fifth year. There's it's situational. Uh, again, we have so many skill guys this year. I feel like we have the opportunity to arrest guys and in, in different situations and and get people off the field. And, you know, we got a running back that's had a ACL, and, and we'll be able to rest him a little bit on defense here and there. But he also has to play defense because he, he may be one of our better defense players. And so uh, both our running backs, we we looked today, just got them talking today the that you know they may have opportunity to rest a little bit on defense here and there because of the depth we have at outside linebacker, so uh it's really just as a coach uh, if they're really good and they help you on both sides it's hard to it's hard to take them off the field and i think you gotta play them <laughs> but we we haven't crossed that line we haven't really crossed that line yet we we haven't protected them too much if they're going to help us we try to play try to put the best eleven out there at,
0: at 3a it's it's that fine line you're you know at- 1A, 2A football, sometimes they don't have a choice. At 4A, 5A, you've got enough to go both ways. But y'all are really caught in a fine line yeah, with, that's a lot with of, the numbers. A lot
3: of, you can go by who you're playing that week, too. So um, If you're playing someone you feel really confident in, yes, he may only have to play a couple drives on, on that side of the football to help you so you can get a lead. Or, um, or if you're playing a non-region game and you're really trying to take care of him, he ain't got to play that side of on one side that you're trying to take care of, and if it's not a region game, and get somebody else a lot of quality rails, but there's a lot that goes into it sometimes.
0: All right, guys, I'm going to turn you over to the most dangerous man in DeKalb County, Howie Cheney, in his Alabama hat and his—he's probably ordered a Marcus Mariota jersey already, guys. I can't—I yeah. can't do nothing with him. Let's—let's let's hear what he's got tonight for us.
1: Now, guys, talking about. Players playing both ways and everything. Let's talk about practice. <clears throat> How do y'all manage that as far as players going both ways, working on the offense and defense sides? Split dead in half um, a lot of times. So we'll go specialty, normally leads practice off, and then we kind of flip flop whether we go offense or defense
3: first. And we spend, you know, like for Brody, if we have a quarterback that don't play both ways, normally I'll stay and work with them, even their defense individual time and stuff. Um, but normally it's we're doing offense for what well, about an hour, ten minutes or an hour, and then we are doing defense for an hour because we try to get out of there into our two fifteen. We don't try to keep on trying to get quality routes and when it's always moving, there's never a water break. Get water on the fly. So, but we we just kind of split it up that way. We I mean, normally it's Andy team, you know, Skelly inside, just a normal. It's just we set it up. Uh, that's how we we have to get them reps that way.
1: I know at halftime you divide everybody up in positions, go to your position coaches, and all that. With the players, that goes both ways. How do they decide who they go with? And so a lot of times, it's where another thing
3: that's good, like our O line coach is also our D line coach. Are there receivers coaches our DBs coach? And well, this you know this year we're adding coaches. We actually have two more going will be there more. So we're actually the JV guys are going to get more individual reps in our practice as well. But um, we kind of split it up and it works out where normally your coach is coaching you on both sides of the football. And um, so you're able to talk that assistant coach is able to talk both sides of the football at the same time pretty much, you know, within a few minutes of each other and keep them in that same group. So that works out well for us.
1: Coach Clark, depending on who you're playing and, and the game and everything, do you go up to Coach Van and say, hey, if we, won, if we win the coin toss, go on defense first, how do you all decide on what happens on that? And I already see Coach Van kind of smiling about that because I, – I Coach know. Van ain't never went on defense. I mean, that,
0: I, I, I'm going to go ahead and call
2: that one. I ain't got to wait for him to answer that one. Yeah, that's okay with me because I want to go offense first too. I want our offense, especially this past year, I want our offense to set the tone, and uh, they did a pretty good job of that. For the majority of the season, I want them on the field first, set the tone, um, kind of break the ice with with the game, and and then let the defense roll after that. So we we got a, we got similar uh, ideas about that. And I want I want the dang ball first, and I want to go score first.
3: Well, it's bad. we may to have to have to change that this year, depending <laughs> um, on. You know last year we had a very senior heavy as far as skill wise, quarterback, receiver, and stuff, and, and I think our strengths going to be on the defense side of football this year. Um, uh, in my opinion, so we may be, we may be kicking a little bit more and putting our best group on the field. Uh, it just really depends on how our quarterback battle comes along and how well we're moving the ball in fall camp and every, But I like getting the ball first too and scoring, really setting the tone uh, on offense because we normally script and we normally have our, our practice our plays that we're going to run all week. So that first drive's been good to us. It's always good to get the ball and score. But
1: when when game time comes around and everything, um, I've been on the sideline. I've seen Coach Van look at you, Coach Clark, and I want your opinion on this. And he'll say, if you see something you don't like, you got timeouts. Use them at will. Most head coaches don't want to do that. They want to save them for certain situations. But it seems like you have the uh, leeway to use them whenever you need to. How how does that make you feel?
2: Oh, I, I appreciate it a lot because sometimes, I mean, uh, just for instance, we're playing five this past year and, they come out in trips and I don't know if those kids have ever even knew trips was a formation, but they get down inside the 10 yard line and uh, got trips. And I knew that if I needed it, I could call it. So that helped a lot. Me being able to just, I'll stand right there by the referee and we call timeout. Uh, that, that does help a lot. And um, there's several times that I still ask and he lets me know real quick, if you need it, go ahead and call it. Um, but yeah, that, that helps a lot. Being able to uh, know that I can call that if I need to, if I see something that, we're, we've screwed up, or the other team's done that we are not expecting.
1: So let let me go ahead and get the million-dollar question out of the way. I ask everybody this: What uh, what pregame rituals do you have, or do you have any?
2: Oh, not really. I I I get away from everybody there for a little while. They laugh at me sometimes, but I, I there's a lot of times we got. For instance, uh, Austin Wilson, he's on our staff, and sometimes I just have to ask him if he'll just, you know, leave the room or I'll just get up and leave the room. Uh, he, he's a, hes the life of the party. He keeps everything going, but every now and then I just have to get away. I have to, I have to get to a quiet spot for, for a little bit before the game starts. I got my question in, Randy. Go ahead, man.
0: Well, Howie, just if you ever want to know from the announcer's point of view, I usually eat two three hot dogs plus a candy bar about 15 minutes before go. the show goes live. In first break, I'll have a Snickers bar. So uh, that's the reason I weigh 320 pounds and we'll go from there. How do you, um, Coach Clark, Coach Van, how do you um, address special teams? Do y'all have a special teams coordinator or do you and uh, uh, the school I'm with now, the defensive coordinator kind of Handle special teams, and the school I was at last before that, it was a special teams coach. How do you all deal with the special teams in in your staff? Actually, the top, Coach Richards is the special teams coordinator.
3: He's our O line, D line guy, um, and uh, but it's kind of all uh, we're we're doing it a little bit different this year. Everybody's going to have a, a position, so to speak, on every special teams we have because we're going to drill it differently wasn't very successful on special teams last year Um, had nothing to do with coach Richards uh, probably more my fault than anything uh, the way we practiced it. So we're going to change the way we practice it this year, try to get better on special teams with how we, how we, you know, drill it, how we do it every day and and the emphasis that we put on it. But um, this year, every coach will will have to step up and be a part of it. I know coach Clark took the, the punt return side of it last year and, Lock pump lock, but um, you know we kind of divvied it out but this year everybody's going to have a position coach Richards is still over it. he's going to be meeting with the coaches but uh, we're just going to drill a little
0: bit different because we weren't very good on it. So. coach Clark that's interesting I was about to ask you a question about how you work with the defensive backs in returns once they once the ball is turned over but I guess that's the same thing it's 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 creating something in the open field. There's you're never as open as a return man or a defensive back that gets the ball. What what? How do you get that kid to look at the field and be able to? Uh, I don't know. It seems to me like it's one of the harder things to
2: do in sports. Uh, you re- you usually want to. This year we had, we were blessed. We had Sorry Hughes back there catching punts and uh, a lot of good things happen when he gets the ball in his hands. <sighs> This year it may be to where either one of our safeties drop back like it was last year and we go with our defense on the field. That way if somebody comes out and fakes it and we're there for a a safe, uh, just playing regular defense and we got a return man back just in case they do punt it, maybe to where we can drop a safety back this year like we we have in the past or may have to run somebody in and off the sideline if one of our safeties aren't able to do that. Um, But it's it's really – really just about getting a guy that's good with the ball in his hands. Uh, once they get to where they can catch that ball coming out of the sky, which is one of the harder things to do, um, once they catch that ball, it's all it's all fun and games. After that, they get their eyes down and we block it the way we're supposed to.
0: So this question, again, I'll go to both of you. Uh, Coach Vance talked about how much trust since we started doing this show, guys, even Coach Clark. Uh, that's a great compliment, of course, to your coaching ability. How much when when the offense is on the field uh what is your role coach clark are you do you are you working on the next series of defensive sets are you do you ever look at the field and go well uh, C- coach fan you're just missing it right there it is or or, well, or a lot of coach times- Van, do you ever look at coach clark and go well right there it is you you can't see it for the trees." so start with you coach clark
2: uh, a lot of times we'll I don't have time to, to work with our guys on the sideline. I got I had Leo Kirby that would come off last year, and that was it, um, which was, was a good one to come off because Leo could remember because I would tell him 10 different people he needed to go talk to when he got back on the field. But um, a lot of times they don't come off the field. So what I, I coach running backs on the offensive side. So a lot of times I'll actually stand back behind somebody else's defense and try to give him what they're doing. Um, I try to pick that up early see what covers are giving us, see what they're doing in certain formations. And I, I try to give that to him and, and see where they're weak at, or try to see where they're weak at by standing back behind their defense. A lot of times when we're on offense, you'll see me on the opposite side of the sideline. And I'm trying to watch the backside of the defense and see what they're doing.
0: Interesting. Coach, Coach Van, are are you trying to break down the other team's offense when uh your defense are on the field or well what's your mindset? I know you've got a thousand things as head coach on game day too, so.
3: Well, I I really rely on when it gets to defensive side, Coach Lee does a lot. of, You know, he he was up top for us last year, and we had live scopes, so and he's watching an iPad. Um, you know, during the defensive possession, I would I would be talking back and forth with Lee about what we needed to fix on offense, but at the same time, trying to stay in touch with Clark about what they're giving us on offense and listening to what his spotter is giving him to show him. Try not to butt in too much on calls because I don't, I don't listen to people who butt in on my calls, and I'm sure even, Unless I absolutely see something I think needs to be changed, I, I just, I just let him have it and just tell him what I see. He does a good job with.
0: But... Yeah, I know certain announcers that like to call plays, but I won't call no names in particular. But oh, yeah. I'm undefeated as a head coach in 30 years. Just <laughs> call my plays. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Coach Clark, uh question to you. Howie will come up for you after this series too and let you get back around. Uh Coach Clark, what did you uh where did you attend college and what was your path to get into coaching? Uh is it something you always wanted to do?
2: Yeah. It is. It, it was from the get-go. I went to Snee State, uh originally playing to play baseball and I, I didn't. Um so my first little gig with a with a team was I was at Sneed and I got to be the softball manager there. So uh started doing that and then went on to Jacksonville State, did the same thing, graduated from Jacksonville State. Um, so that was my first little go at it. And then uh we got to uh Sylvania. Coach Lebbetter had came over to Sylvania as a defense coordinator and he gave me a call and asked if I would be interested in and my first answer was no, I'm not, no, I'm good. Uh he called and so he said, Okay, well, uh, we was talking about people that might be interested in going into coaching that might be interested in young people wanting to volunteer coach. So um, I called him back later that afternoon. I was like, yeah, I want to. So that's, that's how it all started. And I've been there ever since. That was in 2015. Sounds like you kind of got drafted coach Clark. Ah, uh, He, uh, he called me and he said, we're looking for young guys and we need some volunteers. We don't have any guys on staff. So. Um, I think I was really just the bottom of the barrel is what it was. I think I was the uh, last 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 phone number in his, in his contacts that he could call.
0: You know, that's how I got an announcement. I sponsored games, so they felt bad that I was sponsoring the games. They put, gave me a mic, so I just started calling games. So that's how I, I fell into my second career. Coach Van, uh, how are up up to you after this question? I got a question for you, Coach Van, I've thought about since – uh, the last time we talked, I do feel we talked about uh, last couple of times, we talked about how things go in cycles on the offensive side of the football. You know, uh, wing T was the rage, shotgun wing T. The veer was the rage. When I was in school, everybody wanted to run the wishbone. Does the same thing happen on defense or are they still running four, three, pinching down on the tackles like we did in 1984 or do you see more exotic looks from defenses today well (laughs) we see sometimes i
3: watch film and i'm questioned about when i was at woodville for example um i'd watch film and and we were a little bit different offensively at at woodville We was more of a tight end stiffer group and kind of like five to us we just didn't use a wing a lot we split um because that's what fit our guys and I would see things on defense I hadn't seen. I don't know if it's I, sometimes I couldn't even tell you what it was. Uh, kinda of, and it makes it tough sometimes because they're they're coming like if you're playing somebody who's bringing them from everywhere and they're not sound, well sometimes they're gonna get you. Um, but when you when you're able to bust it though, then you got nobody, they're not in the right spots. But. We, we faced, like, this past year, you know, we faced a lot of four-man fronts, some, some odd front, and a little bit of both, and, and some really well-coached football teams that we played this past year, especially um, in the playoffs in Piedmont and as well-coached on defense and played a lot of man coverage. And I didn't think there was going to play a lot of man coverage. And maybe maybe it's my – I'm not very good scouting teams, but I hadn't seen them a lot in man. And when they were in man, I thought – you know, we'd have a little bit better chance than we did. I thought they was going to play us more too high look. Right. And because I, I thought they thought that we would struggle running the ball against their front without them having to put me in the box. But they did a really good job,
0: and Coach Smith does a good job. And, and we just
3: got to do a better job this coming year.
0: Coach Clark, what is your base? Um, I was up at Rome County a couple uh, – last game of the year for us this year. And they lined up in what I thought was a five-two defense, and I called it a five-two all night. Turns out, hey, that was a three-four, but the five-two-three-four looks the same to me twenty years apart. Where do you start with base, and where do you go? I mean, even odd base or just where do you start? How are you up to you after that.
2: Uh, up up until this year, I've really liked an odd front, but the it depends on the personnel each year you get. We've talked about you know it's. 3 A school is whatever you get It's what you get so personnel wise this year we were better in a four-man uh, even front um years past we, we ran some uh some three-four that three-four you're talking about and uh um we've really liked the the four-three this this past year and we still mix it up and we run a little three-four we run a little five-man front if we have to uh but we we rep all of it equally depending on who we're playing that week uh if you're playing somebody like five, you don't even have to rep the three-man front that week because they're too tight. They're coming downhill at you. Um, but a lot of times we're, we're repping our four-man and our three-man defense all week.
1: Good. Howie Chaney. Coach Clark, um, I've talked to Coach Van about this in the past, and uh, the young coaches there at Sylvania seem like they have a good chemistry and good gel. Uh, could you – I'm trying to do a little bit of math in my head. And I'm not a good mathematician, so I'll just say right now. But it seemed like you could be the elder statesman of the coaching staff. Is that true?
3: It is. Other than
2: uh, Coach Ryan Haney, the I'm the oldest person on staff. I'm only 28 years old. and I'm the oldest one on staff. So, <laughs> uh, but it does. You're you're right. We we gel. It's uh, from get go. It clicked, and uh, everybody up here gets along very well and works together, and we're all going to one goal.
1: You know, I, I'm on the sideline with y'all and I see y'all before the game a little bit and then after the game. And it seems like y'all really do have a good time and seem like it's a genuine type of friendship together.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, um, Yeah, it goes beyond just football, office. You know, we talk. We see each other on weekends several times a year. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it does. It We click from the get-go, like I said, and it, it became a, a good friendship all the way across the board. Everybody on staff. We we all get along, don't have any issues. So that's it's always good when that when that's all working in one one direction.
1: I kinda wanna go back to last year for a second and talk about Leo Kirby. You didn't mention him earlier um about being a defensive uh, uh go to guy, I guess you'd say. I, I don't think he really started much at the first of the year, or am I mistaken, or did he just improve that much throughout the season?
2: He improved that much throughout the season. Um he was not a starter. He was not a starter from the first game. That's what me and Coach Van were actually talking about yesterday or the day before. You know, Leo wasn't even a starter, and uh, Preston uh, Graham broke his arm, and uh, so Leo had to start against uh, D A R in the jamboree. So going into that game, I, I was afraid it was a little weak there. But Leo's a very smart kid. And he's gonna do what you ask him to do. And some of his reads when we were watching film, I called Coach Van in on that on that Sunday when we was watching that. I said, watch this. Uh, he's his reads were incredible. He just every single game he got better, he worked and uh he he worked himself into one of our better defensive players. He played Will linebacker for us. But yeah, he he started every from the get go, but he was uh he was under the radar at first.
1: Talking about film session and all that, how's that broke down on Sundays? Do you Coach Van, do y'all do the offense and then the defense, or do you just do it all at one time? No,
3: we split up, so we'll
1: have offensive,
3: some offensive guys in in one office, and we'll split up defensive guys in another coach's office, and then we we'll come together at the end. So kind of work that way, and then so like this this year will be a little bit different. I think we're gonna be better on how we meet this year than it was last year. You know, so tell the kids to get better. Uh, we need to get better too. So we'll make some changes in how we do that, but it'll be very similar. We're gonna split up. But, come together be more kind of in-depth on what we want from everybody that we can and kind of game plans on both rather than uh, me and Clark. Just, you know, us two knowing it, uh, we need to do a better job of communicating throughout everywhere and, you know, the entire staff of what we want on both sides rather than just this offensive stuff knowing what I want, just the defense stuff knowing what he wants and me and him the only two that know what, what both sides want. So,
1: Coach Clark, um, you know, Coach Van has told us in the past, uh, I think the last episode we had uh some of the players he's gonna miss, not just on offense, but team wise. Could you elaborate on some of the defensive players that you're really gonna miss from this senior class that's graduating?
2: Oh yeah, we got uh, Sidney Decker. Sidney's gonna hurt, uh losing him at defensive end. He was a he was a guy. I mean, he he um uh, it turned into Halfway through the season, you'd flip on film and you'd see quarterbacks coming to the line of scrimmage looking for number 70 and trying to get the ball the other way. Um Styles Hughes played Mike for us. He um he always made sure everybody was lined up the correct way, which is half the battle on defense. And he he was a, a good, very good Mike linebacker. And then um Xander Wooten played a little three tech for us. He ended up, he's not played very much defense up until this year, ended up being a um, every game starter, and then uh Sawyer Hughes at safety. Um, Sawyer was always back there. Um, we always try to keep him the high safety in case anything ever broke. And he'd just go get them down and let us play again. Um, so so those four guys right there are the main four that, that we're going to be missing from the defensive side, and they're, they're four hard ones to replace.
1: Do you already have early era parents that's going to be taking their places that you'd like to express now? Or would you rather just hold off on that?
2: i uh, i think uh i think mike linebacker we we could i think uh we're looking at leo kirby either staying outside or moving him inside he knows the defense so well he knows it as well as anybody on the team um uh so and if we've got guys that i think we do that's going to be able to step up and play some outside linebacker leo is going to be able to move into mike and hold that defense down and then uh, defensive end wise we had brant kittle that kind of emerged late last year and uh did a good job later in the year. And I think, I think he's going to be able to step up and play some defensive, defensive end. And then the other two positions they're they're still up in the air for grabs, I believe.
1: Randall back to you, buddy. Uh, You said something
0: about middle linebacker, coach Clark. And is, is that, is that your defensive captain? I mean, generally is that guy you've got calling plays and making sure everybody's lined up. Is that, Explain to everybody that doesn't know the ins and outs of football, what what all getting lined up entails.
2: Oh, well, the mic's got to call the – a lot of times when they break the huddle, the wheel's supposed to call the formation. We'll call the formation, the offensive formation, the the mic will tell us where we're lined up next. So uh, we bring a tight end, we make a certain check, and the mic's got to make sure everybody's lined up in a certain way. But I put a lot of pressure on our safeties – I've been uh, had my hands on safeties the last couple of years with with coaching them at practice and I put a lot of, a lot of uh, stress on the safeties you see the whole defense you see if something's not right you know they see the edge a lot better than the Mike can the Mike's responsible for the box and I make sure our safeties are responsible for the outside but back to your question yes the Mike is he's got to be a leader on the defense if if he's not a loud voice if he's not somebody that's going to let you know that you're lined up wrong then it may be three, four plays before we pick it up on the iPad. And by then it's too late. They're inside the red zone. So having a good mic, having a good communicator, that's, that's huge about getting lined up and doing the right things on defense.
0: Coach Phan, uh, that that's something we haven't talked a lot about. Uh, when you're uh, from huddle break to line, uh, does your center call the blocking scheme or do you call the blocking scheme or do you? You just keep it really simple and everybody knows blocking area because there's a lot of ways you can go with your type offense.
3: Right. Well, they get they get like the play to begin with and if it's a run play like Red Arizona then they'll communicate based on the front on, on how they should you know, block it up but normally you know, we've scouted it we practice it they just take their steps on most plays but you got um, gap scheme stuff but when you the most that's called out is your pass protection, um, and that's called out by the quarterback. So always a Roger Lewin call and then we'll check real, check Liz, you know, checking the full slide protections depending on if they're showing pressure. And the quarterback always picks that up. Now we do have calls and, and our guards the whole way up front can, can make calls, taco calls and stuff uh, up front to change a blocking scheme on, on certain run plays. But, Everybody don't even know that. Oh, yes, but.
0: Yeah, well, we, there's certain things we don't need to talk well, about. Anyways, yes, they do communicate up front,
3: but the quarterback makes most of them calls um, as far as the entire
0: scheme goes
3: and, and pass protection is probably the most we get as far as vocalizing what we're doing up front.
0: So you like to break the huddle and get to the line of scrimmage with uh, a little time on the clock to adjust. Right. It?
3: Right. So Well, we don't um, – we, we don't – we don't really huddle, be honest with you, much. When uh, they get up there, and the quarterback just walks up and gives them, gives them the play, and we go. Um, at times, we weren't very fast last year. Um, wasn't really happy with it, with the speed of our offense. And, and this year, with with a quarterback, this one be probably a little bit more, you know, agile, can can move and run. We're going to be more up tempo. We want to go faster than we did last year. Um, get more snaps in. If we're snapping the ball. They're not, but we want to snap it and keep their defense on the field. We want to wear them down, and then a fourth quarter that, you know, that that play that was averaging two and a half yards of pop in the second quarter in the fourth quarter because you're snapping the ball and uh, you're keeping them on the field. That play started average three, four, or five and busting them every now and then um, because they're on the field a lot. And, and in 3 A football, if you keep a defense on the field, you got a lot of guys running in and out. Um, it plays in the hands of the offense because on offense, your guys can be tired, but they know where they're going. They know what they're running. they're You know, they're ready to score, score the football. When you're on defense and you're worn down and, and things are not going your way, that's that's when you find out if your, your team's mentally tough. Uh, we want to find out if every team we play is mentally tough and ready for it. So we're going to try to be faster this year on offense.
0: Coach Clark, during practice, um, uh, your kids, uh, of course, playing your own offense get – a great look at spread uh do you and coach van and scout or try to create the same look for the other team like going to play somebody like fife do you want to simulate what that looks like across the front to your kids on defense just so they kind of know how they're going to line up and where they're going to be
2: absolutely we uh we split that up and uh a lot of times coach wilson he does a good job with the uh with the scout team calling the plays when we're on defense, and uh, that we want to see what the other team's going to give us. Um, so we put our best scout team guys over there, and, and uh, they give us their best look at it and try to prepare us for what they're going to see. And a lot of times we're correcting the scout team just as much. Hey, that kid's not going to step out. He's going to step down, you know, because we need to see exactly what we're going to see on Friday night.
0: All right, this is a kind of a crazy question but I, I thought about it all day. So this is going to come to you first, Coach Clark. If you had to switch sides of football and you had to go coach the offensive side of the football, what scheme would you want to run?
2: On offense? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not am not a big spread guy as far as knowing the whole scheme. It takes somebody smarter than me to do that. I, I'm a – I like the two tight double wing. We're going downhill. That's 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 what I like. But uh, found a new love for that spread offense this year. When you when you see it, when kids are uh, working and, and doing the right things, it it's it's fun to watch. I like that old boring football though. You you getting tight ends go downhill. And the Offensive lines butts are higher than their head.
0: You might be twenty eight, but you got some forty eight your soul <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Coach Ban. You're a defensive coordinator. Hmm. What are you going to do with?
3: First off, it depends on you. Don't tell me the top players we got, or I'm just going <laughs> off. If I could fit players to a scheme, right? Uh, you, got, you
0: got your you you got some pretty good athletes. Not a lot of size.
3: Okay, I'd be in a stag, probably. And I'd be coming at you from different from different places. Probably bringing every play, um, bear zero or something. Know, snake zeros. I mean, I've been, I've been bringing pressure, son. Bringing them from everywhere. No, I'd, uh, i get. Here's the deal. I hate uh, an offensive line. They they hate blocking odd front a lot of times, and we struggle with blocking odd fronts here and there. And I thought we got better because Coach Lee does a really good job. Um, but probably some type of odd front, because um, or you know a heads front if we're gonna get, get two twos and a four-man front with two twos because that also gives a lot of trouble from an up front standpoint when you got guys slant. Um, yeah, gives us
0: when you make them O-line
3: think. You know, when that mind's going, if, if they've got to react. It's tough on O-line. Um, I'm, I'm hoping this year, and we got better as the year went on last year. Our guys do a better job of it because we need them. We don't rely on the line for football. and just do it at you know much faster pace.
0: Well, one thing for Coach Clark's for sure, his running backs are all over 220 pounds. It sounds yes. like yeah, falling so, forward for two, let's two yards.
3: Get that right.
0: Back down to one. Snapping. <laughs> yeah, Coach yeah. Clark. Uh, I implied that uh, Coach Van, that Auburn and Alabama must have been busy when he scheduled the schedule oh, next year, because oh, he got everybody else that he could on there. Uh, quite a challenge with the schedule but I do agree with coach van by the time y'all are playoff, you're you going to be a playoff ready team. What does playing that schedule do for the defense to be ready by playoffs?
2: I mean, with that schedule, we're playing some of the best teams in three. Uh, no doubt about that. No question about it. Um, we're playing some of the best teams in three. A we start with sacks who's not in our region, but they've got some guys that can go, um, uh, then you got Piedmont who's Piedmont. They're, they're a good team, solid. No matter they have a bad, bad year, they're still going to be pretty solid. Um, you got Geraldine and five, you, you're prepared for everything that you see. I mean, we even see a triple option, you know, we get playing view. So we get to see everything we're going to see during the year and they're going to be good, uh, teams and well-coached teams. And by the time you get to the playoffs, it's like a, a deep breath. Hey, we've made it out alive and, uh, now we get to see some other people other than you know this northeast corner up here. This it's brutal. It's brutal.
0: Coach Van, uh, I guess a lot of the kids are in baseball right now. Uh do you still got lifting going even when they're in baseball? Will you have you have some lifting going? Yeah, they we have
3: 21 guys currently that's um, not in baseball that's in full off-season mode with football. We have 20 we have 21 guys, the rest of them's in baseball. And that's, that's a pretty good bit too. I think it's like we have a bunch of baseball, but we also have that's twenty one guys seventh period. We have more eighth graders just gonna be freshmen's first and second period, that, that I'm not counting. But um they're they live three days a week And season left right now with baseball. Coach Richards does a good job, you know, of keeping them in the weight room, keeping them going. And Coach Wilson, you know, he still works in the weight room with them them baseball guys, so they're doing some good stuff in there. Mainly maintaining, getting ready. I'm ready to have them all. I hope baseball wins state championship, and I'm I'm ready to see my guys in a weight room, all of them together.
0: Absolutely, Coach Clark. Little, little, little off the question of football here. Um, Girls softball team. uh, I I love girls softball. By the way, it's it's. I'm a, a Tennessee graduate, and I I'll go see more girls softball games and i will college baseball games but uh that's quite a challenge it's a it's a different kind of sport and uh, to me it's if you can if you can do one thing good in girls softball if you can either pitch or hit you can be a pretty good team what's your team like so far this year
2: uh we've had our ups and downs for sure uh we're starting to catch a little bit of a a stride here and, and try to find our identity. It's hard for a team that's full of juniors. I've got no seniors, uh, full of juniors and younger players. That uh, you know, it's hard getting a new coach and and, and changing. Uh, we're starting to catch a little bit of a stride and find out who we are and hitting the ball a little better here. And, uh, uh, we got some 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 good pitchers. It's it's keeping us in ball games and allowing us to to get some wins here and there. So um, happy where we're at. and I'm excited to see where we're going.
0: It's awesome. Uh I, I like I said I'm a I'm a big supporter of girls' softball. I got a 12-year-old daughter who is obsessed with being the next Axel Rose and I can't get her to play any sports, but hey, that Axel Rose gig plays good, so I think I'll ride it out for a while. Coach Van, what are you doing right now as far as I, I know you you help out all over the place. Is is this a time that you evaluate your playbook? Are you are you adding, subtracting, or uh, it sounds like you're in a heavy evaluation of what you did last year, period.
3: Yeah, we've been looking back at, at – there's going to be, you know, things that have to change from – like, for example, the special teams. We have a lot going on there that we're going to change and implement. So um, working on getting, getting all of that together, you know, special teams-wise, but at the same time, trying to figure out how we're going to get the guy, every single player that needs the football, football. We have we have a good problem right now. We've got a bunch of guys that that can do stuff with the football, you know, after they, they you know, catch it and after we give it to them. So we got to find ways to give them football. And that's my job. And right now I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. So whether it be we have to run a little bit more two-back stuff than we did last year Whatever it may be, if a quarterback can throw it really well, then we can you know, spread it out more. Or we're going to play more with the tight end. Right now, I'm trying to figure out kind of and round it up uh, where I'm to look at people this spring. We're not doing a full spring, of course, but I mean, this is going to be an evaluation period. But, you know, rostering it up right now and putting guys in positions and, and looking at them this spring and seeing where we're going to go from there. But a lot of it's just getting ready and trying, like I said, trying to figure out a way to get all these guys to football, because, which is a good problem I
0: have. When will you uh, go into the period of, with your quarterback evaluation? During the spring, you said it wasn't a full spring. Will you go into fall probably with both guys repping and, 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 and let that work out in the first couple of weeks of spring?
3: I, I think so. I think it'll be something where there are any, I mean, right now Jackson, he don't, he don't play um, baseball. He's throwing every day. Uh, he wants to be good. You know, he's got guys that stay after with him. He throws routes to him. And, uh, he just wants to be good. And you know, Josh Scott, he's in baseball, but you know, he's, he's all the time trying to do something with football. But, uh, it'll be spring, spring session will, will show a lot, but I don't think we'll know for sure who it's going to be it's, I mean, unless something happens and one of really stands out. This won't be decided until after the fall, of Jim January, I don't think so, uh, which is a good problem to have. And, and you know, we're going we'll to find out. And I, I met with them, you know, and talked to them. Like, quarterback, you know, is more about just throwing a football, it's more about how far you can throw it. It's about understanding the playbook and that they understand why the play caller, myself, calls the play and understands the scheme. They just want to be a better quarterback. They don't know the offense. They don't understand. Coach Man called this. Well, I need to be looking for this because there's a reason behind why he called that that play. And then, who's the team going to respond to better? You know, at the end of the day, who's the better leader? Um, is it who's selfish? Who's not selfish? Who's one? Who's the team going to give it all for? And that's that's part of. It. And who's going to win the team over? All that I think is going to be decided over the summer and in the fall. And it should be interesting because both, I think, you know, you can throw a third guy in there that's been surprising me. I think you got three guys that's going to be trying to fight for a spot. And, you know, it's exciting for me. And I know they're excited. They're working hard. And it should be interesting. And, you know, nothing nothing makes you better than competition. And we don't have competition out of, you know, spots all across the defense. All over the field, there's gonna be competition. You got guys that played receiver last year; that their spot's up in the air because you got guys who's working harder, gaining weight, um, and just want to be good at football. And when you have that competition everywhere, uh, you're gonna see it pay off in individual success, and uh, of course for our team.
0: All right, Howie, I got one more for Coach Clark. Then we'll come let you close it out. Uh, with your final round of question here, Coach Clark, I, I, I halfway joked with Coach Van the other day, and uh, on one of the shows, and uh, about how soon after the end of the season did he make his first depth chart? And I think he'd already made it about Tuesday after the final game, or. He might have made it into the next week. But how soon do you start making your depth chart? And how many positions do you think is up to battle on that defense going into the, the limited spring and the fall?
2: Oh, uh, we we started quickly after season was over talking about getting this kid ready, gotta have this guy ready. This one this one's gonna help us, you know, blah blah blah. But I think um there's probably Two, three positions is really up for grabs right now. The other ones, they're all up for grabs, too. Somebody else wants to outplay that guy starting there. Been playing there for a couple years. I'm fine with somebody else coming in and taking their spot, too. Um, But right now, I think we've got two or three holes in our defense that we've got to fill.
0: That's awesome. Hey, we've had a ton of comments, but the guy that takes the comments evidently turned comments off so we couldn't see them. But Coach Fan, I, I think it may be your wife said you looked handsome. Not sure if it's not, then we ain't gonna bring it up. It might not be. I get that comment. <laughs> uh, Justin Fraser said we're talking about practice. So, uh, and then we had a comment from Monica Kittle and Deborah Talley. Uh, Deborah Talley seems to love defense. So, Coach Fan, we got one fan for the, uh, defense, but I did get one question that I wished I'd saw earlier. I want to, want to ask you both. Uh, did you last year was your first, it was your first full year together as a staff. Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest adjustment from week one to week 10 that you as a staff did that just kind of went, Hey, that works. We're going to keep that going. Is there one moment that something in the a coach's office coaches meeting and you went you're right coach and we'll start with you coach fan was the growth of the staff if you, if you can comment on it a little bit
3: oh that's a tough one. I would
0: say our um, our
3: in-game communication was something I think when you when you're a, you know a young staff especially but a new staff getting to know each other it's important to understand what. What everybody's looking for, especially for the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, um, you don't need a million voices in, in your ear. Uh, you, you need one, and, and that's why we had them up top. You know, um, I thought the communication from coordinator to coach to player was better throughout the year. Um, I think that's a big deal. Halftime got you know more efficient as the year went on. I, I thought we did a really good job splitting up and, and getting things done at halftime. But one that would be the biggest, I think, adjustment that was made would be, you know, in-game communication. But I thought the overall chemistry of the coaching staff got better as the year went on, of course. And, and winning always helps. That. I, Absolutely. <laughs> winning helps everything. Um, winning, winning. You know, everybody's happy when you're winning. Everybody wants you to stay for 25 years, and and be the next coach that coaches for 30 years until you retire when you're winning. Um, And and everybody wants to build a culture and wants to hear about your culture when you're winning, Um, but your culture can't change when things go bad. And I think we've built a good enough chemistry and I think we've uh, started building a good enough culture, you know, a couple of losses against some really good football teams. We're going to be, you know, we don't plan on losing by no means, Uh, but losses shouldn't define your culture, shouldn't define who you are. And I think as a coaching staff, um, the chemistry we make, losses ain't going to affect us. It's just going to make us work harder. We got a staff full of winners. And so chemistry and, and in game communication will be the biggest thing to change between week one and week 10 in my
0: perspective. Coach Clark, same question. What, what did you see the growth in the staff? And then, Howie, round the questions to you, last one.
2: Well, I, I agree with that. I, after the first game, you know, we kind of came in and sat down, uh, played a really good sacks team, came in the coach's office, sat down, and you, and you realize, I mean, you're sitting around with, with guys. You know, you've known some your whole life that you're sitting in that office with, but you've known some for three months. So, I mean, you're sitting there and, and you realize real quick that we're all going for one goal right here, and that's to make make uh, players better people and, and win ball games and, and uh, just the work everybody put in it, it helps with the build the trust and it, it makes that chemistry grow as a year goes. And I, I think from week one, after that first loss, you know, you, you get in a, you get in the coach's office and, and you realize, Hey, we're all here. One, one reason, one reason only. And, um, and I think that really builds chemistry from going in that we didn't come in here mad at each other or mad at anybody on the team, you know, uh, we all felt like we had let the players down. We got beat by sacks. You know, we, we everybody in the room was like, okay, that was my fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. You know, we got to fix that. I got to fix myself. And, and seeing a bunch of guys in the same room doing the same thing um, really builds that chemistry.
0: It was probably because
1: you got bad stats. Speaking of that, <laughs> Howie Chaney, it's yours. Uh, real quickly here, go back to last year's team. I was at the Sports Bank with you the other night. You know, great job by everybody, by the uh, quarterback club putting it on. Uh, had a great time. Uh, could y'all give some – would y'all give out the names of the people that won, like, individual awards that was voted on by the coaches and everything? That That's something that don't get out in the media very often. But, you know, we all know who won or who was selected all area and all county, and all that. What about individual awards that maybe the coaches or, the, or their peers voted on uh, them?
3: So the trench award, uh, we went to the
1: to the best lineman um, and in the
3: coach's opinion. Maybe, maybe the guy that um, we felt gave us the best opportunity to to, to win, it, or or put us in the best position. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find this sheet right here with with all the the names, so I don't mess it up. But the trench award was, was Ashton Cooley, correct? Clark. Yes. It was Ashton Cooley. And then what was the other one that we gave out? We gave out a big horn Award, which went to the guy who, you know, we, that was kind of unexpected. Um, you know, he started out the year where we really wasn't expecting him to do a lot, um, but he just continued to work, continued to get better. Of course, that was Leo Kirby. Um, and then defensive the player of the year was uh Sydney. Sidney, Sidney Decker was defensive player of the year It's five techniques. So Trench Award went to Ashton Cooley, who was the other five technique, and the defense player of the year went to Sidney Decker, five technique. So our two ends were dudes. Um, and, and Ashton Cooley we're lucky to have him back for two more years. Offensive player of the year um, of course went to Brody Smith, who threw for twenty four hundred yards. Um, was there any more before the the
2: Josie Sargent Award.
3: Yeah, the Josie Sargent Award, which um, you can speak probably more on that.
2: But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Josie was a player we had here. I graduated last year. He passed away in a car accident uh, this past year right before Christmas. And Josie was one of the hardest working players I've ever coached, um, ever been around. And we decided we needed to make sure he he had an award in his name. And um, so so we picked, We sat down we talked about that award for a while. And, and we, we wrote down exactly what Josie was about and exactly what we needed this award to be for. And uh uh hardworking kid showed up every day, didn't ever have to worry about his work ethic. He was gonna be there, he's gonna get the job done. And uh this year it was uh Kobe Butcher. That's it special. It was.
3: Um I think that was it from the individual, wasn't well, well, it was not Well,
1: six, wasn't it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Coach Clark, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out, being a softball coach and a football coach. Uh, uh, tell the family thanks for sparing an hour of your time to join us. And uh, uh, Coach Van and hannahs they're used to it by now. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to thank her personally, but she knows we appreciate uh, her, uh, you know, her letting Van, uh, Coach Van come and join us for a little while. Um, uh, I know he has to uh, ask for permission to do this before he can do this, but uh, anyway. now, uh, Coach Clark, appreciate your time, Coach Van. Thanks, Coach-, for everything. Coach Clark. You want to give a shout out to that family that's back there,
2: absolutely. too? That we he he's talking about, absolutely. I got uh, my wife's name's Caitlin, and uh, I didn't ask for permission, I kind of told her that Van was making me do something up here at seven o'clock, so that way, that way <laughs> if she gets mad, she gets mad at him. And uh, we've got a seven-month-old baby, uh, Ava. She's she's probably asleep right now. Eight o'clock is her bedtime. She don't like it to be up very long after that. So
0: hey, It's ironic. At seven months and 55, you have the same be- bedtime. So uh, <laughs> I've done stayed up past my bedtime tonight. But uh, thank you for coming on, Coach Clark. I'm sure we'll have you back. Coach Van, we'll schedule something up. Uh, I definitely want to get something in the middle of the spring. As we said, we're going to have this going all year long as we get into football season. We'll be weekly. Uh, how did the fundraiser go? That's the one update I wanted to get. If we had a fundraiser, did we not? Was we'll it uh, fishing, fishing? Yes, the best.
3: Oh, yeah. Bass, yeah, we fishing tournament went well. Uh, we made a lot of, we made pretty good money on it. I, I think it's, was like $3,000, something close to that, which is good profit. Um, but, you know, we're thankful for everyone who come out and fished. We didn't, you know, I, me and Haney didn't even, we didn't win. Um, but me and Coach Haney's has got a bad luck together. We, I think we've went two times now and you know, the wind's either blowing 95 miles an hour or his foot's messed up. We can't go anywhere and we're stranded. So we're, we're kind of bad luck right now. But uh, no, the fundraiser went really well. We're thankful for everyone who supports our program. And you know, we need money. To provide our kids, our players, with the best facilities, best equipment that we can. Um, we're really appreciative of all the money and support from our community and everyone
1: around that supported us. Coach Clark, being a softball coach, you got any fundraisers going on you want to share with us or anything you want to or print over?
2: We actually had one a day. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good fundraiser, a little hit a fine we, we raised money to... Got all the girls to get money donated per foot. They hit the ball and we did it home run derby style, and uh, it was a good day, good fundraiser. We got a golf tournament going to be coming up in June, so um,
1: be sure yeah,
2: that's, that's, that's where we're at right now.
1: Be sure to let us know about that where we can get it promoted and get it out to the everybody because I know golf tournaments are huge money makers for everybody. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm waiting on the sport to have the Randall Cunningham hot dog eating contest
0: and Diet Pepsi drinking. Uh if, if you come up with that, I, I'll be your first entry. Uh they didn't have a wing well, eating contest, don't
2: they? Yeah, wing fest. Yeah.
0: I, I, if, I, I'm the first one to sign up if we're gonna have an eating contest. I, I don't care if I lose as long as I get to eat. <laughs> so, for Fair Coach Clark, for Coach Fan, again, Sylvania Rams football, y'all support it. Uh I, I cannot get off the air without saying our number has been between Uh, you know, 18, 19 people on here watching this. That's what we want to do. We want to bring Sylvania around football, Sylvania around sports to the community, to the area, Uh, maybe to somebody that's out of the area that graduated from Sylvania. We want you to have an opportunity to participate. I am sorry that I did not have the text on. We are going to try something different next time, Coach Van. We're going to try to take a few live calls on the air. So maybe you'll get some uh, some people calling yeah. in. John Kirby is not allowed to call in. I'll go ahead and ban him. <laughs> go ahead you. and get that one out there. We'll go yeah. ahead and wipe our hands of that one. And uh, Howie, you cannot call and ask if there's any game day tradition. You done got that one. Done got it. All right. All right. Rebel Cunningham, Coach Kerr, Robbie, Ryan Clark for – Tyler Van, Howie Chaney, thank you for joining us. We'll see you in one month. Thank you. Thank you. Great show.